as you know, this weekend, Elon Musk joined the cast of SNL. He's a permanent cast member now? Yeah, permanent cast member now. Uh, 401k and everything. And I don't know. Bobby Moynihan has been on that show for far too long. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Uh, Bobby Moynihan left like 15 years ago. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. That he was still on the show. Well, who's to say? <laughs> who, who knows? Not who's to say? <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, that's who's to he's say. Still, he's, a, he's a ghost that haunts the halls of the Rainbow. Is it the Rainbow Theater? No! What is it? The Rainbow, Rainbow Room? You're thinking of Rainbow Road. Oh, yeah. My favorite Mario Kart. Live from Rainbow Road. It's Saturday night. With Bobby Moynihan. Yoshi. Musical guest. That one white lady from Super Mario Odyssey. With your host. Waluigi. <laughs> y'all, how funny would it be if... <laughs> did y'all watch any of the skits from the SNL bit? No. I mean, they're, they're okay. Whatever. I haven't watched... But, I don't think I've watched a... Like, sit down and watch an episode of SNL since, like, high school. There's this one... There's a one skit that they do where they have Elon play Wario. It's like a courtroom <laughs> scene where Luigi accuses Wario of killing his brother Mario. Haha, <laughs> super funny. Wouldn't it be... I think it'd be way funnier if... One by one, the SNL cast members like filed out and was slowly replaced with like real photographers and like real policemen. <laughs> and finally, a real judge comes in and he slams his gavel and you zoom out and you're actually in Congress. And he's like, where are your taxes, Elon? Where are they? And he has to sit there in a Wario costume and take it. You're going to Derek, you're going to sit there in your in your trailer that we provide for you. And you're uh-huh. going to tell me that he was Wario in an SNL skit. You're going to tell me that it's not filmed on Rainbow Road? I mean, you got <laughs> Why? You got me. Uh, no. So I would love that if it just turned into an actual trial for Elon Musk. I don't right. know if he's committed any crimes but you cannot become a billionaire without stepping on the backs of uh without stepping on the backs of uh right people that don't deserve just his his it. sheer existence is a slight against god so right i think it's um fair i did watch a clip so i'm kind of on the opposite spectrum of colton as in i my goal is to be on snl one day <laughs> um hey you know what I, if, I, if we keep going down this road we probably won't get you there, but we'll at least make some <laughs> funny jokes along the way. Um, I, I love SNL. Um, it's very special to me. Um, I did watch a clip. I refuse to watch this week's episode, uh, but I did watch a clip of Gen Z Hospital. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I got through 45 seconds of it <laughs> and uh, had to turn it off. I said... This is giving me uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was just so bad. Yeah, just, it's like I uh, okay. We've talked on the show about people making bad Gen Z references before, but this was like the quintessential forty year olds writing teenagers. Like yeah, that's, and it's like it's like I think that's what it was supposed. It, it's obviously like what it was supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just like man, like this is not hitting <laughs> at all. <laughs> Were they just ripping vapes? Keep going. What's another Gen Z joke? Make another one. Because they're, I guarantee you it was in the skit. 
Were they ripping vapes and flipping their tech decks and doing Fortnite dances? You, one of these things is not like the other, as the Foo Fighters say. Um, Were they doing Fortnite dev- dances to Evanescence? <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of smashed their generations together. <laughs> I'm calling it the Zillennial. Wake me up! Wake me up! <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, they're, they're shooting. So I think we can make it a rule, hopefully that no more out-of-touch billionaires are going to host SNL. Elon Musk, but Elon Musk is different. He's a funny meme boy. Right. He's a funny meme boy who's just like the rest of us. He's been he's been so poisoned by Reddit that it's like <laughs> that he was so like disillusioned with everything that he's like, no, 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 this is my show. That is kind of the vibe <laughs> Elon gives me is like if the Reddit algorithm created a monster. That's yeah. the vibe I get from Elon. And then that could shoot things into space. <laughs> he is like the the Frankenstein's monster of R slash funny meets R slash uh, cryptocurrency. A dark, dark corner of the Internet comes <gasps> yeah. to life. It's bad. Sure. It's bad. Just um, like this podcast. We're we're. Your worst cinema fears realized. That's what I like to think of ourselves. That's how. That's the logline for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are no longer a plot cast for movie lovers, uh, which from since day one I have loved so much. But you know what? Here, I'm, we'll go ahead and <clears throat> we'll go ahead and try it out real quick. Well, hello, welcome to Stir the Plot. Your worst cinema fears realized. <laughs> Where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie, <laughs> and then we try and make up what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Foltz, or as my friends call me, Jack and Jill, starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Colton Hot Take Heart, and uh, as my friends call me, A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> hey, my name's Tyler. Nice to meet you. Colton Hot Take Heart? Is that your Discord name? <laughs> that sounds more like a Tinder bio to me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we don't... We don't realize your worst fears. You can go to the flop house for that. We uh, we watch the first and last scenes of the movie and we make up what happens in between. And it's a really, really fun time. And it's full of lots of jokes, Mm, lots of funny zingers and one liners. It's really great. Um, And today we are going back. We're hopping back in time to that golden era, boys. First movie ever made. The first movie ever made. (laughs) And we are absolutely going to drag this useless flop of a movie, Citizen Kane, that is now at a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It dropped dropped to 99. We're coming for you, Paddington 2. The second second you drop down, we're coming for you. We're going to absolutely drag Citizen Kane through the mud on his little toboggan that he carries around. <laughs> yes, as we all know, Citizen Kane famously carries around his toboggan roast bud <laughs> and fights crime. On a fights crime on his sled, his little child <laughs> sled. No, we're getting. We haven't even read the first scene yet. We can't give the plot away. <laughs> wow, this is a this is a first for us. We start. Look at that liquid death baby. Liquid death sponsor the god. Spo- <laughs> sponsor the god. Liquid death sponsor the pod. sponsor me god. God, if you're listening, please god, sponsor please sponsor me. me. Hey, god, if anyone please. if anyone here has like a direct line to god which i mean like as a christian we all do <laughs> but if you if you just have like a direct line to god can you just go ahead and say hey can you sponsor the pod right quick <laughs> just right so yeah quick. we're doing we're doing citizen kane um which if you haven't seen can you really call yourself a film a I film boy i a actually don't man? know if you can even talk about Films. I don't you think you seen this movie. Freaking talk I do it about every movies. day. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Wake up, Citizen Kane. Go to bed, Citizen Kane. That's all I think about. I, all he knows is fine dining and Citizen Kane. <laughs> I think I only know about the, the red wagon in this movie. I think that's like it, where it comes to my <laughs> Citizen Kane knowledge. It's not a wagon. It's also not a wagon. Well, so. there we it's go. A- <laughs> <laughs> I rest my I am case. a blank canvas. <laughs> Paint no, me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> In keeping with theme, Colton has not seen this movie. <laughs> you guys uh, we said talking- no to Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, we did not respond to Race <laughs> to Witch Mountain. So I was talking about this a little bit off mic. Uh, we were supposed to watch this movie for a intro to fine arts class i had in college um i did not watch the whole movie it is uh, available for free on youtube i did not watch the whole movie i skimmed through found the answers that i needed and quickly logged off of youtube.com i don't if you haven't taken a, a film history class i don't know why on earth you would sit down on a saturday afternoon to watch this movie um but it's good it's good We'll talk about it later. Um, but on this podcast, sure. what we do is we watch the first and last scenes and then make up what happens in between. And if you're new here, if you're new to this here show, we aren't allowed to play movie audio. So what we do instead is we convert everything into screenplay format and then we reenact the scenes from memory. There's no cues or anything. Wait, you've written you've written out all your jokes. <laughs> Every scene. And you guys that know- was the best you could come up with. <laughs> you guys know those parts where I just say something random and it doesn't make sense? That's because that's all I have written. <laughs> Wait, you wrote you wrote down his wagon. <laughs> yeah, it says right here. He's Citizen wa- Kane's got a wagon. I'll get this wrong to emphasize how much I don't know about Citizen Kane. It'll go over. It'll go over great. Go over great. Um, so anyway, Colton narrates for us. He's going to narrate for us right now. And then Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters. Speak <gasps> of the devil. There you are, you big handsome man. How you doing, Colton? Mr. Hart, I'm doing. I'm, do- I'm doing well. Please, I thought Mr. you were. Ta- I thought you were talking about me. Yeah, I thought you were also talking I, about Derek. I don't know. I that that took a shot to my self confidence. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the script, <laughs> the, the script real quick. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and take us away? Take me away. We open on a slick metal sign that reads "No Trespassing." Behind the chain link gate, an elaborate mansion towers over the trees. A private drawbridge separates the lavish yard from the rest of society, and the windows are pitch black, save one. Inside, a lonely man lies in bed, clutching a snow globe. He whispers, Rosebud. The snow globe slips from his hand and shatters to the floor. A nurse enters the room to find the man, Charles Kane, dead, fade to black. News on the march. We cut to a grand black and white newsreel, where a graphic reads, Obituary, Xanadu's Landlord. Legendary was the Xanadu where Kublai Khan decreed his stately pleasure dome. Today, almost as legendary is Florida's Xanadu, the world's largest private pleasure ground. A montage ensues, shots of Kane's elaborate marble mansion and lavish exteriors. Here on the deserts of the Gulf Coast, a private mountain was commissioned and successfully built. A sweeping aerial shot shows the mansion's gargantuan size, along with the private garden, the size of a small town. 100,000 trees and 200,000 tons of marble are the ingredients of Xanadu's mountain. 
We see workers assembling the mansion, almost entirely by hand. Content of Xanadu's palace. Paintings, pictures, statues of every stone, a collection of everything. So big it can never be catalogued or appraised. Enough for ten museums, the loot of the world. One by one, hundreds of famous paintings, exotic animals, and intricate statues are shipped into the mansion. Every box has one word scrawled across the front. Kane. Xanadu's livestock, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, the beasts of the field and jungle. Two of each, the biggest private zoo since Noah. Towering metal cages hold every animal imaginable. Birds, giraffes, elephants, donkeys, and thousands of exotic fish. Like the pharaoh, Xanadu's owner leaves many stones to mark his grave. Since the pyramid, Xanadu was the costliest monument a man has built to himself. Who is Xanadu? Which Pokemon is that? Is that one of them Pokemon? This is that Pokemon. I don't want to... This is the story of... Of a lovely lady. A man... No, I can't. I was literally about to go Joseph Smith on... You can't retract the offer Citizen now. Kane where he was spoken to. <laughs> I'm sorry. But... No, no, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> this is the story of Citizen Kane, of what Charles Kane was visited by a quote-unquote angel named Xanadu, and this is his <laughs> monument that he has built to the god Xanadu. Oh! Who <laughs> my god! So, you're telling me... I'm not proud of it! You're telling me, in my AirPods, that you want to create some, like... <laughs> revisionist history version of mormonism there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> you can't pull that you can't Except xanadu xanadu is eternal he's always been there he's always new under the sun hail xanadu oh <laughs> all right the other option is that xanadu is the Just legendary cool. the legendary pokemon of the gulf coast region and citizen <laughs> kane is on a journey to be the very best that no one ever. Oh wants. my god! Are you happy, Derek? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> no. You have to choose, Derek. <laughs> you have to look your two ugly stepchildren in the face. And <laughs> Why do I have to choose? <laughs> well, okay. Because here's the thing: the first thing that the reporter says, "Legendary was the Xanadu." Right. We're gonna forget. Mm. We're gonna forget everything else the reporter said after that, because it makes it very clear that the Xanadu is a building. The, it's the world's largest private pleasure ground, which can well, mean a lot of things. That mean that sounds <laughs> disgusting. That sounds troublesome. That's definitely like. That old school language, like pleasure pier in Galveston, where it's like, I do not want to go to that. I'd oh, it is not. okay. Thank you. Never mind. Okay. So, <laughs> what if Xanadu is the precursor to Disney World? <laughs> oh. <Okay>. Or, <gasps> or, what if Charles Kane? decided that he was going to open up a competent, a, a theme park a to rival. Disney to World. rival Disney World called Xanadu. Called Xanadu. And it's the largest private pleasure ground, which is basically just an old nasty way of saying it's got lots of roller coasters. It's really fun. Yeah. But they're but <laughs> an old nasty way. It's got lots of roller coasters and a brothel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I don't care what they're serving for, for food. <laughs> brothel, soupal. <laughs> he's got he's got what every kid loves, 
paintings and 200,000 tons of marble. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's making a, he's not making one for kids. He's making one for fancy people. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, for, I, fancy for, for, for fancy kids. For, for fancy, fancy boys. For fancy lads. <laughs> it's like, uh, what is it, Camp David, where like all the, all the like elites send their children uh, to summer camp or whatever? It's like that. Uh, oh, is it? Yes, it's like a, it's a theme park for the world 1%. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, uh, let's say that Disney World was getting a little too like, you know, the <laughs> the top one percent of the world was ha- was finding it troublesome to have to like rub shoulders with the with the gym common right. folk who had to shell out a year's wage to be there on <laughs> had to sell their had to sell their house just to stay in the Grand Floridian for, for for a night and a half. Most people don't know this, but when you get to the gate at Disney World, they they ask you which child you'd like to sacrifice to the park in order to enter. Quincy, I watched that man eat that Mickey Mouse shaped hot dog off the floor that he dropped it. I do not wish to be here anymore. Like like that kid that got, like, I think he might have gotten, he either got bit or got eaten by an alligator at Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) That was a real thing that happened. The most dangerous game. (laughs) And the mouse made us all forget. I'll never forget Mickey. Oh, Uh, golly gee. This is going to be a lawsuit, huh? (laughs) Send the Crocs. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Charles Kane decides that he is going to open up Xanadu. For the one, for the uh, the one percent's answer to Disney World, what they don't know, or what at least the rest of the world doesn't know, is that he is kidnapping employees from Disney World <laughs> and making them attractions at Xanadu. Meaning, so, watch this man fill out his four hundred one k. He has watch to pay this, taxes. Poor the poor man, man busted. Watch fill out his W two. Watch this man apply for a housing loan that he will not receive. <laughs> oh, this poor child wants to go to college. He's joined the co- he's joined the Disney College program. He's never going to get into a real university. <laughs> this man has a four year degree and earns starvation wages. Look at him. <laughs> This lady is applying for FAFSA and doesn't have all the necessary documents. <laughs> this woman wants to be on Broadway, yet she's singing in productions at Disney World, meaning her life has reached a new low. Oh, this employee's in charge of watching the park alligator. I hope nothing troublesome happens. <laughs> Watch this employee drive an hour <laughs> an hour commute to work for a minimum wage job that has no benefits. <laughs> Watch the watch this twenty something stroke out from eat after being in a in a Captain Hook costume. <laughs> he wanted to be a star ballet dancer. Now he's a stormtrooper in, <laughs> in the West Wing of the Disney Park. Oh man! Right. So he's so you think he's stealing employees from the Disney Park? So I smell a park war incoming. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. So I was. <laughs> I was going more towards uh, the most dangerous game. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that this idea of like him like scalping employees from Disney World to like work at Xanadu, offering them more pay and more benefits. Um, and rule I've, number I've, one is you don't mess with the mouse. Yeah, even back even back then, you don't mess with the mouse, especially back then, especially when Walt was alive. Yeah, so I think that Charles Kane is 
scalping employees from Disney World. Right. Getting them to work at Xanadu. Disney World is, I don't know how you can really say this, struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to Walt to figure out what's going on and how to stop so it. So what if, let's give some let's give some backstory to Mr. Kane. I okay. think once upon a time, he was an engineer at Walt Disney mm. World. I think mm, he was like a mysterious, like a Mysterio situation. Yes, yes, yes. I think he was a what are they called? Imagineers. Yeah, I no, think he was an Imagineer yeah. at Disney World, but he he was a little too ambitious. Mm. They told him it couldn't be done. I'm sorry, a, a roller coaster that does what now? I'm sorry, that- you want to build a giant robot. In a in a in a gondola ride called a, a Navi, what's that even mean? Avatar? What does that mean? You want to build a yes. yet a Yeti? A what? <laughs> that that hits the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> he came from oh, he came from money, like he came from a wealthy family, and so he couldn't really understand yeah. why they were why they were building rides for the unwashed masses. I want to make. I want to make this roller coaster out of marble. Right. And you're like, telling me it's not cost effective <laughs> or uh, or ergonomically sound or stable. <laughs> I don't know who OSHA is. <laughs> I, if it break, if one part of it breaks, I have to replace the whole thing. That's fine. I get it. What do you mean marble is not an electricity conductor? <laughs> OSHA, I hardly know her. OSHA, this isn't SeaWorld. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Charles Kane is a is a jerk. Yeah, we hit him. Maybe maybe he's the antagonist in this oh, movie. Uh, maybe maybe Walt is the hero here. He, he's the hero in every story that he's ever told. <laughs> That's um, well, except except here in 2021. Yeah, in which case, yeah, yeah when they he, defrost his head from the Matterhorn, we have a lot of questions for him. <laughs> First off, do you know that you've created Disney adults? <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you've done. <laughs> it's their whole personality. Isn't that what powers Disney World? I thought his head was the only thing <laughs> keeping that thing moving. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that secret ever gets out, we're on the way. Like, the oil and gas industry is done. <laughs> Unlimited energy stemming from... Yeah, Walt once Disney's we find once we find out that we can uh, sap endless amounts of energy from the heads of cr- of creatives, <laughs> gas a, a, a fossil in and of itself. There are some graphic design companies that are absolutely sapping out the endless energy from creative types. <laughs> <laughs> what what if? Since famously, I mean, it is the '40s, so I guess Walt is is alive now. But his spirit is keeping Disney World afloat. Mm. We all know this. We, we know that his his love and light is keeping he's Disney made, World He's running. made a pact with an eldritch abomination. Uh, <laughs> yes. He is a warlock. Well, I was going to say he kidnaps Walt Disney and holds him hostage in the basement to power his own. Oh, His own okay. rich boy theme park. Okay. But so, sure, he can make, he can make, uh, he can bond himself to a demon. No, works no. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Walt Disney because I was like, yes, Walt Disney is absolutely. Well, yes, he did. He, there is, there is that famous scene uh, from Saving Mr. Banks in which he <laughs> does tie himself to an elder demon. I do remember that. He, uh-huh. he is absolutely in bed with Cthulhu and we all know it. <laughs> um, but no, he, so I think like uh, one night he slips in and snatches Walt's body from the middle of the park. <laughs> Walt, Walt is in a, a meditative state. He has gone to the ninth <laughs> state, right? He's gone to the ninth dimension. Right, dreaming of what uh, entertainment company he can own next. <laughs> he said, I have my sights set on one in the year 2022. It's called Amazon. Amazon. So I'm going to pose this question and then we might need to move on. Okay. 
is Walt Disney himself an elder god? <laughs> you know? This is the part of the podcast where I phased out for like three seconds and I popped back in. <laughs> very <laughs> confused. Is this the part where you say, if this is the is this is the point where the podcast is going, I'm going to slip back? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick a step out. <laughs> this, we do like to ask the hard questions here on Start the Plot. <laughs> Hard questions don't have easy answers. No. But yes, yes, he is an elder god. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But I think that the only way that we can find out the accurate answer to that Mm. is if we read the second scene. Do you think think we should read the second scene? I I think we should. I've thought about it here uh, for a little bit now. I think we should... Let's go ahead and read the second scene. Take a poll of the table. I think we just need to do it. Yeah, I guess you should take us away then, Colton. All right. Hey, Colton, take us away. uh, okay. Do um, it! Oh, the, inside the elaborate hallway, Jerry Thompson and the estate curator... <laughs> inside an elaborate hallway, Jerry Thompson and the estate's curator watch as reporters, appraisers, and a dozen others pour over the exotic contents of Kane's mansion. How much do you imagine this is all worth, Mr. Thompson? Millions, provided somebody wants it. Thompson and the curator wander the hallway passing hundreds of paintings, sculptures, and unpacked crates. An appraiser marvels at a towering statue of Venus. 25,000 bucks. That's a lot of money to pay for a dame without a head. The banks are out of luck then, huh? Oh, I don't know. They'll clear all right. He never threw anything away. A young woman passes the two in the hall, observing a large cast iron stove. One stove from the estate of Mary Kane, Little Salem, Colorado. Value, two dollars. We're supposed to get everything. The junk as well as the art. He sure liked to collect things, didn't he? Anything and everything. A regular crow, huh? Hey, look. A jigsaw puzzle. We got a lot of those. There's a Burmese temple and three Spanish ceilings down the hall. Yeah, all in crates. Part of a Scotch castle over there, but we haven't bothered to unwrap it yet. You know, I wonder. You put all this stuff together, palaces, paintings, toys, and everything. What would it spell? Charles Kane? Maybe Rosebud? What's Rosebud? That's what he said when he died. Did you ever find out what it means? No, I didn't. What did you find out about him, Jerry? Not much, really. He takes a large box of jigsaw puzzle pieces turning a few over in his hands. What have you been doing this whole time? Playing with a jigsaw puzzle. I bet if you could have found out what Rosebud meant, that would have explained everything. No. No, I don't think so. Mr. Kane was a man who got everything he wanted and lost it. Maybe Rosebud was something he couldn't get, or something he lost. Anyway, it wouldn't have explained anything. I don't think any word can explain a man's life. No, I... Guess Rosebud is just a piece in a jigsaw puzzle. A missing piece. Thompson gazes out over the ocean of unpacked boxes. Well, come on, everybody. We'll miss the train. The camera dollies slowly away from the crowd and over the large storage room. A cleanup crew walks from row to row, grabbing armfuls of antiques and tossing them into a raging furnace. One man grabs several items, along with a child's sled. It's small and round but very old. He tosses it into the fire. Throw that junk in. As the melting paint peels away, a name is revealed, written in colorful paint across the front of the sled. Rosebud. Rosebud. I am so interested in this movie right now. 
Like, how long is this movie? It's about uh, two hours. Yeah. I'm, I I legit might. Let's wrap this up. Let's get. <laughs> We're done. Right, this is um this is shaken, not stirred. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll try to convince you guys to actually watch this movie later. Uh, but for now, who's Rosebud? What if Rosebud is the mouse to <laughs> Xanadu? Uh, I was gonna say something along the lines of like I think Rosebud is like. The ultimate end goal of Xanadu. Mm. Rosebud oh, is okay. is Xanadu's magic kingdom. Okay, <laughs> okay. It is the like thing that Citizen Kane wants to attain. Yeah. Well, I love how we've just said, yeah, his name is Citizen Kane now, Mister Kane, <laughs> Mister Citizen. Well, he first lives, name, last name. He Kane. lives it. <laughs> he lives in Xanadu, so it's like. They just call him Citizen Kane. So, I, how about Kane. this? He has this, Mr. Kane, Mr. Kane has this inferiority complex because uh-huh. he, his dad always told him he'd never be successful. He'll never make a roller coaster good enough and fast enough. He was always like, look at Disney. He'll, he's always making better roller coasters. So now he has this drive, right, to attain Rosebud. Yeah. That's like his ultimate part goal. Yeah. Rosebud is the perfect ride. <laughs> It's the things that all that all parks strive for. Every right. park wants the, to attain Rosebud. It's the perfect ride. And he says that he's done it. He says that he has created the perfect ride, but at the cost of his soul, and that's how he dies. I was right. I was literally going to say so Citizen Kane kidnaps uh Walt Disney. <laughs> Right. And tries to extract some of the like the eldritch inside. eldritch yeah. knowledge from his head <laughs> in order to build Rosebud, but right. in in the process <laughs> loses his own soul. Right, and right before he dies, kind of like a monkey's paw situation. Right, he, <laughs> he gets everything he needs to know to build Rosebud. Right. It's like the ending to the fourth Indiana Jones movie where there's, uh, f- there's four. I'm sorry. There's four. Sorry. I sometimes I have this weird fever dream that something happened after the last crusade. <laughs> oh, is it the one uh, with Kate Blanchett? I believe uh, uh, she I, I think I've had that same dream as well. <laughs> she might have been in it for some reason. Every night I go to sleep and have visions of Shia LaBeouf swinging with monkeys. And I don't know <laughs> what it is. I get a, <laughs> I get a, I get a, a flash of a crystal alien skull in my head. Right. Anyway, there's this scene I think where Kate Blanchett absorbs all the alien knowledge of the universe and dies. That's how, that's how it is. But it's like guys. Oh, go ahead. I know what Rosebud is. So okay. he, he finally gets Rosebud and it is a child sleigh or a child sled. <laughs> a sleigh. <laughs> a sleigh. <laughs> it is a child sled uh-huh. because it doesn't matter what kind of fancy roller coaster you can have. It, <laughs> you know, it's just making sure that you have fun while you're having a nice ride. And so it could just be a little hill that you can go on. I'm going to bed. <laughs> the real Rosebud is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I refuse to participate any longer. Right. So he he like goes into Disney's while he's got him hooked up to this machine that he's using to extract magic out of Disney. He he like has this memory 
right? He goes into Disney's memories and there's just one of him like having fun on like a little hill yeah. with a sled. <laughs> and he was like, it was Rosebud all along. And then he explodes. It was Rosebud all along. <laughs> <laughs> then he vaporizes. I feel, I feel like we are... We're we're really <laughs> heading straight for like Great Gatsby territory, <laughs> yeah. But like a horrible, horrible version of Great Gatsby, yeah. Or or it just like it, his puny, his human brain can't handle it all. It right. can't handle yeah, yeah. The, the knowledge because it wasn't meant for mortals, and so he goes insane. Well, he goes crazy he can't. <laughs> with his with his like upbringing and mindset that like he can't imagine fun being had at such little of a cost like it's just like as simple as a child sled right Right. like he can't imagine that being possible and so his brain just overloads he's like no you have to have you have to spend eighty dollars to get in the gate and ten dollars for a lemonade you know what you know what i'm gonna spin this into a happy ending the the first scene that we that we read I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna shed a positive light on this. Okay. He has a. He has a Scrooge moment where he realizes his life was all for nothing, uh-huh. and so instead of creating a park for the one percent, he invites everybody. He, has he like opens a, the doors. He opens the doors to the world, and everybody gets to experience the magic of Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's opened the doors to everyone, it is no longer a financially viable option. So he does have to, his estate does right. have to sell everything. Right. Yeah. And, and everything tanks. But you know what? He dies happy. He dies. He dies happy in bed, broken, poor, <laughs> but satisfied in knowing that he did the right thing. And filled with a horrifying knowledge of the universe given to him by <laughs> Walt Disney. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and this is the final thing. Disney's power is drained from him and he has to go into hibernation until he awakes once more in 2024 to claim his rightful place atop the Disney kingdom. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I think we did it. I think we, I think we did it. Well, it, it it's a thing it, that we made. I, it has given me pause. <laughs> multiple times throughout this. It's given me a lot to think about, you know. Y'all, but I am proud of us because we definitely could have gone Airbud Airbud Cannon in this and we <laughs> we didn't. I'm and I'm proud of actually I think there is an Airbud named Rosebud. Oh. <laughs> if anyone in the podcast was to be an elder god, who would it be and why would it be Colton? <laughs> no. Colton. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. Are you hiding? Are you hiding the infinite? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't invoke me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? What is this, Brady? What? Like, what is this? I like. I know from kind of the the stuff that I picked up in my skimming. That he is like a newspaper, that that Charles Kane is like a newspaper mogul. Yes, it is. It is quite literally the the tale of our time right now. So it is the story of of Charles Kane who grows up poor in like rural America. I can't remember exactly where the Dust Bowl. Yes, the Dust Bowl. He and his friend ha- uh, start a newspaper company um, that becomes really successful and like. Charles Kane and his partner are like seeing it grow. Um, but as he grows richer and richer, the money goes to his head. He turns on his friend and eventually becomes like a newspaper mogul, like an entertainment mogul yeah. and buys up every other company in the U S and like, did we do, did we do the social network or do we do? <laughs> yeah. Kind of though. Um, it's, it's essentially the story about a person who like gains the whole world and loses his soul. 
The twist at the mm. end is, is that the the scene at the beginning is Charles Kane's death, mm-hmm. and a reporter is invited in to investigate his last word, which is Rosebud. And they don't know what Rosebud is. They never figure it out. The big twist ending is that it was his sled that he used to ride on as a kid. And even though he gained the whole world, he could never attain the happiness that he once had as a child. And Rosebud erupts into flames and the end. Well, now I'm sad. Yeah. It's the sad destruction movie. of innocence. Yes. The destruction of innocence is basically all this movie's about. Um, it is a good movie. The thing I will say about Citizen Kane, I'm going to let me climb up here on my pedestal real quick. Speaker. No, I was about to ask you, Brady, like what makes this movie like stand out from like everything else? Because like. We're going to dive into a little bit of film history. Everything before Citizen Kane kind of played by the rules. It it mm-hmm. very much had a standard format. Citizen Kane was one of the first movies that I truly would consider a modern movie. Um, and for a long time thereafter, nothing like it ever really uh, was made because we we got into World War II and everything, mm-hmm. if we're being completely honest, was just war propaganda. Yeah. But mm. Citizen Kane was kind of one of the first morally gray movies that employed a lot of like really creative techniques. Um, Mm. It is also the movie that inspired Spielberg and George Lucas and a lot of other directors. Pretty much if you watch Citizen Kane and you've studied Steven Spielberg's filmmaking techniques, they're like mirror images of each other. The ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark is shot for shot almost exactly what uh, Citizen Kane's ending scene is. Okay. So it inspired a lot of uh, directors and their filmmaking practices. It's a really historically important movie. It's actually really good. Citizen Kane is obviously like one of those movies that like that has, you know, kind of shaped modern movie making. And mm-hmm. I'm just a big, dumb, stupid idiot because I've never watched it. <laughs> um, I think I, I think I might sit some time down and just like watch, watch well, it. I think, soon. I think the only reason it still works is because it's like a tale as old as time. You know what I mean? But it's also a very grounded, real story. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a, a melodramatic romance. It's very literally the story the story of like a man who gained the whole world and lost his soul. And right. I I don't know. It's it's a good movie. Check it out. So anyway, I, my rant is over. My TED talk is done. What do you guys think? I've been mm-hmm. I've been practicing that speech all afternoon. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. I think you you've got some other caniacs over here. Uh, that, I, nope. Oh, I love I love the caniac combo. <laughs> Me six, too. Six strips, and then to get rid get rid of the coleslaw, get some extra fries. Mm. Mm. Come on, that's three my, cane sauce. Call me a citizen cane. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> oh man. Brady, how does it feel for us to poo-poo all over your your movie that you like? <laughs> well now now I'm thinking it's just a wasted marketing opportunity if yeah, they I haven't know. gone. I when guarantee I, you someone on the marketing team was like, we could just we could call them Citizen Canes. Citizen Raising Canes. We, we could do that. Yeah, Citizen like Citizen Raising Canes. We could do I'm that. I'm sure. Like it had to have been brought up because I would if there was a if there was a combo called the citizen cane i would think that was the funniest thing oh i would buy it every time i went to cane <laughs> it's just it, it's just the coleslaw yeah i'd like a citizen cane please um also <laughs> it's a it's a to-go tray full of coleslaw i once watched a uh this was a youth group event i once watched, they blended up a whole uh canes combo yeah with a sweet tea and and like uh sauce and i was like okay. 
think I could do that. And I was like, man, I can't. <laughs> like, they did drink it. I was like, I'll tell you what. We'll do an ASMR of that later. For now, <laughs> have you ever reached? Have you ever reached a low in your life where you've looked at a, a blended up canes combo and you us, said, "I'm going to move us out of the raising canes drive-through <laughs> and move us forward." Colton. <sighs> Colton. Yo, what's up, Colton? Yo, I really want canes right now, like, <laughs> and there's not one near me. Slide. Spe- speaking of a speaking of a blended up fast food combo, what are we about to do, Colton? <laughs> Well, that's another word for shaking not stirring. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Shake and Not Stirred, where we take a random movie, we put it in the blender, and we take a random movie genre, <laughs> and we soak it in cane sauce, and we serve it up <laughs> to you, our audience. And then um, we leave it out in the sun for a few days, because yeah. we forgot about it in our car. Oh, no. And then we present it to you. Our nar- <laughs> All right. Our here, nar- let's spin this, spin this so bad what's boy. what's our first movie? What's our first movie gonna be? We're getting to it. We're getting to it. Patience, Brady. Stop screaming. Stop yelling at me. Uh, uh this says Mindhunter, but I think I know we've done Mindhunter before. Have we? we have not done Mine. We've we have not, not done, done Mindhunter. No. no. Someone no. should keep track of this. I need us to become popular enough for someone to like write down all these. We and need send a subreddit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mindhunter as. A mind hunter, mind hunt as an anime. <laughs> okay, already okay. an anime called Mind Hunter sounds amazing. Mind Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Chimera Zodiac arc. <laughs> Killua is kind of already a serial killer, so it, yeah. in keeping with the theme, yeah, so. Killua is for sure. All right. So, here, here's what I'm thinking. Before you do, before you do, here's what Mindhunter is in Japanese. Mindhunter. Oh, that's not fun. Never mind. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Mindhunter. <laughs> I was hoping for better. Oh, okay. Let's keep it. Let's keep kind of the same theme. Serial oh. killers are abundant in this universe. Yes, yes. <laughs> but these people can they they can like fix what's wrong with them. Yes, they have to like they have to go into their mind and yeah, it's, yeah, liter- yeah. it's literally the plot of Persona Five. <laughs> um, <laughs> they like they have to go find the darkness in their heart. No, uh, they like find the darkness in their bra- the serial killer in their brain and, yeah. and beat and, it out of and, them and defeat it. And uh, that's how they can, they can <laughs> heal serial killers. They're, they're called the therapists. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're called a state mandated psychiatrist. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What about this? What if there is a top 10 list of like anime baddies? It's that's the like FBI's Ted most Bundy, the yeah. Zodiac killer. Yes, yes. There's like there's like all these super powerful serial killers that nobody can find and like hunt down. And that's their <laughs> ultimate goal is this, to cure. This is the mind hunter is 12 Kizuki. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's it's to find no, the, at like, the top of the pyramid is uh Jack the Ripper, because no one knows who it was. <laughs> or right, exactly at the top of the pier- at like the top is the Zodiac killer because no, still to this day, no one knows who the Zodiac killer right, is. Yeah. And, and his so underlings, like, which are like Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, like all these, all these guys, famous serial killers. What if it's, yes. what if it's the Zodiac killer and his 12 
zodiac signs that they have. <laughs> this is getting very yes. demon slayery, but like, <laughs> who cares? Like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. Original, <laughs> origin, as we say on this podcast, originality is dead. Is dead, <laughs> except for this podcast. Yeah. So I, I actually, that, I think that's a that really fun. cool idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's kind of absolutely. Fun, <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. Still, that All one right. later. Go ahead. That was a long spin. Yeah, I don't know. My Wi-Fi was kind of like uh, Stranger Things. Oh, oh, okay. Ace. This episode sponsored by Netflix. Science fiction. Yeah. We're gonna get another one. <laughs> was it science fiction? No, it was gonna be uh, parody. But this one's Podcaster's Choice. I feel like hmm. we've had a, a number of those lately. Rom com. Rom com. Oh. Stranger thing, Stranger Things. Two strangers two, meet. Two strangers <gasps> named what named if Will set. and Eleven. <laughs> L. What if it's set during? Oh man. What if it's set during quarantine and like these two strangers have to like quarantine together <laughs> and they go through their highs and lows? I have a I have a personal rule <laughs> against uh, COVID related media. <laughs> I'll, I'll let this one slide because at this point, right? R- throw what you know, baby. It it Not does throw what you know. <laughs> <laughs> it does bother me a little bit whenever I see this is not like an anti-mask stance. This is just when I see like commercials now or like TV shows that have people wearing masks. I'm like, can we just suspend reality just a little you're bit? Right though, Colton. I'm like, listen, you're already asking me to suspend my disbelief that like whatever miracle pill you're advertising to me can do the things you say it can do. <laughs> I want to look at this underpaid actor in the eyes and the mouth or in the mouth. And <laughs> I want to look these actors in the mouth where the acting happens. No, I do uh, say the mouth is the window to the acting. Don't they say that there? <laughs> mouth is the window to the acting. That's what they say in that, theater. That's, right? a, that's a t-shirt. Uh, I do. Is, I do like it. Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things oh, okay, is a yeah, yeah. A quarantine. No, I, we, yeah, no, we don't I have do to do quarantine. Like, I don't really like no, that idea. I, I actually do I actually do like that idea of oh. like these strangers meet on Tinder. Quarantine does feel like the upside down. So yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Oh yeah, from like from March to about like the middle of May, I was like in a state of pure <laughs> shock. I was ready for the Demogorgon to take me. <laughs> I was like, literally pull me through the walls. I'm ready. Um, I, I like the idea of like these two strangers meet and go on a blind date. They meet on Tinder and literally the moment that they meet lockdown happens and they're like, you can't leave your house. Like this is in the end. So they're right. like, well, I guess we live together now and they have to like navigate yes. living together. In well, lockdown. what if like, yeah. what if she spends the night and wakes up showing symptoms and she's like, I that's can't. Too, that's dark. That's dark. That's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say like, but she's fine, but like she can't, they both can't leave. No, for two weeks. I think, I, one thing that COVID related media has done a good job of is not showing people that have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, let's keep it. Like I was like, I don't. Th- that's a little too dark for me, at least. I think we can leave it at that, though. They they have to figure out the weird roommate quirks that come with a new budding friendship. Slash, it could also turn into like not a frenemy thing, but a very like will they, won't they? Yeah, sort of yeah. thing as they navigate. Will? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will? Yeah. Is it will? will? 
Find out next season. All right, give me one more. We will find more. out next season when they've both been vaccinated. <laughs> okay, we got Blade. S <laughs> A. Blade is a musical. <laughs> Vampire Hunter the musical. <laughs> If this does not scream 2010, I don't know what does. <laughs> In another world, this could have probably been a movie that came out like the 2000 era. <laughs> Come along with me. We're going to kill some vamps. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> what if he has to sing? What if what if vampires can't handle musical theater? Are allergic to sing. <laughs> that, makes, that would make sense. Derek, <laughs> you you know the theater world. What's the ratio of vampires to humans? Um, well, I would say that like there are no like blood sucking vampires. There are a lot of like emotional vampires. like a lot of yes. a lot it's of Colin Robinson. What they do in the shadows? Yes. Um, there are a lot of Colin Robinsons in theater. Because my major was slightly akin to theater, and I can definitely say that a lot of those kids probably slept upside down like a bat. Yeah, in coffins. <laughs> but it was um, method acting. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were researching yeah. for a role. They were doing Dracula that season. Right. Um do we want to make this a jukebox musical? Oh. We take the music of Evanescence. Come on. That's already, I mean, we're already done. That's and turn it into an emo-themed, like, like a goth-themed vampire hunting. Oh, can you see into my... Uh, you know, we, we open up with uh, Call Me When You're Sober. <laughs> yes. While Wesley Snipes like dances through his room, puts on his black blazer, applies his guy liner, <laughs> and makes then the, his way the big the, emo the big emotional number uh, in the middle is my immortal. Uh, <laughs> mm. I think that's great. I think we can just go ahead and end it right there. Cut print <laughs> to to that's lunch. <laughs> that's lunch, people. Be back in All thirty. Right. Where's Crafty? <laughs> All right, Colton. Thank you so much. You have once again done a service to us and a disservice to the world let me let me just say you press that space bar on that wheel better than anybody else i know thank you i, I appreciate so that. now we yeah. move towards the end of our podcast where with a segment we call real talk where we talk about things that we have watched uh or listened to or whatever over this past week and we give you a little bit of a suggestion a little bit of a suggestion guys Hey, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh -oh. I have nothing. I, I have, also have nothing. The first episode of uh, the Adventure Zone's new season came out uh, last week. Yes, I haven't um, seen. I haven't listened to it Ether, yet. Ether C, and I'm excited to see where it goes. They're starting out with like a little bit of like a new world building technique to kind of build the world that they're going to be playing in. Oh, I'm excited! It's fun. It, uh, it looks like it's all. It, it looks like it's all going to uh, be taking place underwater. Uh, Griffin is DMing. Uh, oh they're still playing. Uh, they're still playing Dungeons and Dragons, Fifth Edition, and um, it, it seems like it's going to be a really fun season. I'm excited. Other I... than that, uh, my big shout out is to the the superior Coke product, Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> and um, you would think that uh, the superior Coke product would be cane but it's not it is cherry cook zero 
Y'all didn't laugh. Y'all didn't laugh at that. Y'all didn't laugh at that. Like I was like, I was like, are we going back to the Canes bit? Oh no, cocaine. I got it. I got oh, it. Cocaine. Coke. Gotcha. Oh, the drug. Where? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh Just forget, man. Forget that I said anything. At this point, I bet you're all wondering: Does Brady have anything for this week? Does Brady have anything? Did he come prepared? Or did he spend 18 hours playing Call of Duty instead of? Uh, if you did, cinema. I have something we can talk about just as like if I a played fun Call thing. of Duty or have something to bring to the table because one of those is right. <laughs> I will not tell you which one. Did we all slack off this week? <laughs> I think so. This has been a week. You know, I I really wish I, it's, I it's, could just like hack out four hours to sit down and just like watch a ton of movies, but that that window is slowly there, shrinking. There is a there is a certain amount of anxiety that this podcast gives me of consuming entertainment because i'm like shoot i gotta watch something for (laughs) (laughs) please that we no longer we no longer watch things for entertainment we watch it out of (laughs) obligation to this podcast guys i hate invincible it's the worst no kidding even though the lights are still on and the musical is still going i'm gonna slowly lower the curtain (laughs) (laughs) and and bring us to a close uh if you've been enjoying our show Thank you so much. Your support means the world to us. If you want to help us afford hosting and all the many costs associated with podcasting, you can go to our Patreon and and check out the content we have there. Um, we've got our Oscars episode up as well as some Redbubble merch for you guys. And uh, as always, you can reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or at storethepot at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. And hey, if you really want to support the show, you can go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be an awesome thing you could do. And speaking of awesomeness, hey, thanks. Thanks to 11 Acorn Lane for the use of mm, our theme song, Stay, Electro Swing Remix. Derek, would you kindly bring us home? I will. Like the Interstellar Space Station spinning out of control. <laughs> would you dock us safely? Please dock me. <laughs> nope. I take no. that one. <laughs> take that Um, out please (laughs) no um we uh we we end the podcast with a review from the site letterboxd uh as brought to you by the twitter account insane letterboxd reviews thank you insane letterboxd reviews for providing me with free content for this podcast (laughs) Uh, this is a review from Ms. Piggy Olsen. Uh, <laughs> this is a review of a movie from 2000, which she did not give any stars, but she did like it. Mm. Okay. Um, and Ms. Piggy Olsen says, Final Destination... Damn it, I have to do another movie. <laughs> I have to <laughs> the title of the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have a guess. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and just read this. Read this. <laughs> it's very funny. It says Final Destination is my favorite movie because the boys go poop together. I love positive <laughs> depictions of male friendship. Yeah. Yes, we stand boys who are regular. I'm so mad. That would have been it's, so funny. It's it's cars. It's cars. The movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the one of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Um. Okay. This is a review from a reviewer named Madison. They gave this this I think it's a TV show or an internet short uh, from 2010, oh. and they gave it they gave it three stars. Oh. And Madison says, 
This has nothing to do with this, but I was so depressed after season two, episode 12 of The Handmaid's Tale. I watched the credits and realized Joseph Fiennes isn't Ralph, so I feel like Boo Boo the Fool. Anyways, <laughs> they both got big foreheads and I watched this afterwards to cope. What? Yeah, what? I feel like Boo Boo the Fool for being on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are all Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> this review has made Boo Boo the Fools out of all of us. Uh, it's an internet short? I don't know. Uh, 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 it, or it's like, I think it might be like a TV show or like, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, gonna, I'm not uh, entirely I'm, sure. I'm locking in Fred the movie. Fred the movie? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the annoying orange TV show. <laughs> okay. Uh, you were mistakenly both wrong it's a little bit better it's scott pilgrim versus the animation ah. <laughs> how could i have been so foolish oh my god my name is brady king <laughs> my name is Derek Fult. i'm colton hart my name's tyler and if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a big old hug. You mean Sandra the Bullock? You mean I'm ending this FaceTime call right now. You mean Sandra the I can't Joke's done. I'm through. <laughs>